Have you ever dreamed of putting everything in storage, packing a simple bag, and embarking on a year-long adventure? Have you ever wondered what it would be like to travel and live the life on your own terms for an extended period of time? Life and travel is all about the experiences we have and the memories we make. Oftentimes, we find ourselves holding back on our dream experiences all because of our own fears. However, with a little preparation and a whole lot of passion, you can truly make anything happen for yourself. In today's episode, we're going to chat with my friend Kaylee, who's been traveling the world for the past year with her husband. Not only will you hear about her incredible journey, but she's going to share with you how she was able to make this dream a reality. She's going to dive into some of the oh crap moments she had and how she was able to go forth and create an experience of a lifetime. Hello and welcome to the Solo Travel Woman Podcast, a place where women come to get empowered and to say goodbye to the stigmas around solo travel so they can start living life on their own terms. I'm Sarah, a huge travel enthusiast and also the host of the show, and I am so excited you are here. To join us in on the conversation, be sure to check us out at solotravelwoman.com and follow us on Instagram and TikTok at solotravelwoman. So without any further talking, let's start our journey. Kaylee, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today. I'm so excited for our audience to hear your story about, you know, traveling for an extended amount of time and any, you know, advice and tips and tricks or whatever you want to share with them. Um, I know a lot of our audience members really, really have interest in this, whether it's for a few months, six months, a year, etc. And so I, I think you'd be the perfect person to share some of that insight. So welcome. Thank you. Happy to be here. It's literally my favorite thing to talk about. So anytime I can share, I'm more than happy to. <laughs> It makes me excited. Um, I had someone on my podcast once that said she doesn't get to talk about travel enough because most people in her life don't do it as frequent as she does. So she was like, I'm just excited to talk about travel for like an extended period of time. This is exciting. No, um, exactly. Which, which I don't know how to shut up about travel. That's all yeah. I talk about. I think I annoy people sometimes with it. <laughs> uh, oh, 100% me too. <laughs> Well, awesome. Well, so obviously we are going to dive into, you know, how you've been able to travel for an extended period of time, you know, any of the advice and oh crap moments or whatever you want to share. But before we really get into that experience, there's always a reason why someone makes this decision. And I know the past few years has left a lot of people with the what next question, whether it was, you know, COVID or just life in general. Um, would love to learn a little bit more about what led you to this decision um, to kind of get up and go and travel the world with your husband and just kind of see, you know, take that risk. Because a lot of people, I think, are really hesitant to do so. Mm -hmm. I mean, I was fortunate growing up. I got to travel a lot in the States and the Caribbean. It really started when I did a short study abroad one summer in Italy, and I just fell in love to my friends who were able to do a whole semester um, in college. Um, but so when I traveled again after college for a month, I thought I need to do this for real. Fast forward, you know, my husband and I got married and we got to visit Europe, you know, a couple more times to visit his brother who was living there, which is wonderful. But it further oh, got I'm me excited and more confident in, you know, navigating travel. But I could do so much more for so much cheaper now. 
And then, then it was, for me, it was just like, I'm going to regret turning 60 and regret not at least trying. Oh, 100%. And then, and was your husband on board? Like, or did it take a bit to convince him? Or was he like, yes, let's go? <laughs> it definitely took a bit. Um, he likes his routine. Um, but we visited his brother and he really liked Europe. And then I, I kind of was convincing him again, like, we're young now, like a year when you're younger, like when you, you know, 55 and you're, you're going to look back. Yeah. It's such a blip in time. And if you can do it now, you know, and you have that, you know, opportunity and privilege to be able to do it. It's like, you have to jump because you just don't know when that, I mean, another pandemic can happen and you're right. not as lucky to keep your job, you know, so many things can happen. And so that's why when people are like, oh, well, I'm going to wait till I have someone to go with to travel, or I'm going to wait until, you know, I can do this. Or, and I'm like, stop waiting. Even if it's the smallest thing, go and take that experience. Cause you just truly do not know what tomorrow is going to bring. And I know that's so cliche, but it's true. No, it's <laughs> so true. Absolutely. And we have to try. We're, we're fortunate enough and privileged enough to have the opportunity. And yeah, I think it was, I just was like, I think this will be something that even if you're not completely on board right away, I, you know, explained, I think you'll regret this too, if we don't try to ha- do this. A hundred percent. And I think, I think that was the, I mean, that's the whole point, right. Of finding your partner too, that yin and yang, you're the push you I- needed to get out there and explore, but he's the person that keeps you grounded. You know what I mean? It's such uh-huh. a nice balance. Yes. <laughs> yes, exactly. That's a perfect description. So, so was it daunting, like getting started? Like, did you have to like, cause I know me, I'm a crazy planner and knowing me, I'd have things mapped out and, but I try to also be spontaneous, but sometimes that gives me anxiety. Yeah. So I'm learning. <laughs> like, how did you you know, kind of, I'm, I'm assuming you mapped out at least your first couple trips. Like, how did you decide when was the right time and where was the right place to start this? So honestly became like a COVID hobby, more of a big ideas person, but super serious about this. And um, with figuring out visa situations, I knew there was oh, a limit yes on how long we could be in certain areas in Europe. Um, The reason we also chose Europe was because easier to get to more places without, you know, taking a plane all the time. Yeah, it's a lot more accessible. I have friends that live in London and like, they'll go to Spain for a weekend. I'm like, what? Because things are just so much more accessible. (laughs) So I was also looking at you know budget friendly countries so you know switzerland um austria just because we kind of started also thinking because i i of course was like gung-ho let's do a year let's do two years (laughs) (laughs) but at first i we were like okay let's map out maybe like six months um so then it was kind of seeing how long do we want to stay in each place because I just knew like uh, three days here, three days here, because traveling long term, it's not, you know, vacation the whole time. You need to have like your downtime. So that was kind of how we determined 
Croatia. Because yeah, I remember seeing the pictures of that, and I was just like, "Oh my gosh, that's one place I've never." Been. Well, there's many places I haven't been, but that's one place I haven't been that I am dying to go to. Um, maybe because I'm a Game of Thrones fan, but also oh. just because it's gorgeous. <laughs> that was also a big reason why we were like, "We got to go to Croatia." <laughs> I love I like, it. I love it, and yeah. everyone I know that has been there is like loves it and actually I follow this girl on TikTok who's from the states and she kind of like packed up everything to move out there um because Croatia for anyone who's looking to be a digital nomad is one of the most um digital nomad friendly countries and like they make it pretty accessible for folks to go there and work for an extended period of time um I just learned that recently so I'm kind of like hmm (laughs) yeah um I think while we were there I saw that they either pass a law or certain cities were advertising able to work as a nomad in different cities in Croatia um so Croatia is nice it's not part of the Schengen area I think it's interesting I did not know that yeah but that's kind of that's why we started there because at least what right now it won't affect your like Schengen time limit Oh, that's awesome. I had no idea. So the Schengen time limit, so that's like total across all countries. It's not per. Yeah. So like that, oh, I did not know that. Yeah. So, so it's nine, it's a uh, 26 countries in Europe and you can only stay 90 days. Ago. Oh my gosh. Okay. I yes. have no idea. I'm, I've never like actually been like traveled for an extended period of time. So I've never had to really look into that, right. to be honest. Um, but that's so good to know. So, you know, for anyone who is looking to plan this out, that's something that's super important to take into consideration. Um, Absolutely. How do you navigate around that then? So if you do go past that, do you have to like hop out of the zone and then you can go back and start over type thing or... <laughs> How does that work? So that's what's tricky because it's within a 180-day period. So you have to, like, you know, leave for three months. So there are calculators online. You can just type in, like, Schengen zone, and I use that because I I tried to, like, do it on an Excel sheet, and my brain was just, like, not able to figure it out. It's online. So definitely check that out. Oh, okay. Cool. Yeah, I never knew that. And I mean, I obviously I know some places obviously require visas, etc. But yeah. I didn't know that that zone. I mean, it makes sense because you know everywhere has taxes and all that jazz. And right. once you're somewhere for an extended period of time, you gotta freaking do all that stuff. But yeah, um, that's really good to know because that's not. I think that would be such an afterthought for some people. I think some folks would just be like, "I'm just gonna go book places and stay." <laughs> like, right. They might not realize that. Bit more you got to figure out here <laughs> yeah so that was um wasn't aware I think it was when I was you know reading different blogs or websites when I first saw yeah. the Schengen rules um so as Americans differ for some other countries so depending on where you're from you have to check especially because you know we started traveling in that you know that sweet spot last summer when it felt like it was ending like, I remember at home, it seemed like things were getting a little better. Um, and so that's when we left. So, And then I knew, I was like, I don't want to deal with the flight restrictions 
at the oh, time. Oh, yeah, especially super long flights. I know when my mom and I went to Italy last summer, like, I'm obviously, I'll wear a mask. It's just a mask. I don't complain about it, whatever. But nine hours, that was a long time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Where right. It, it definitely whether you you know do it or not it's tough <laughs> right I'm for, for myself personally I am I love masks on airplanes stop getting sick right. and so I'm like I'm like I think I'm gonna make this a lifelong thing <laughs> yeah um and that's yeah. an actual thing too it's because of the air conditioning mm-hmm. air conditioner planes because when I used to do Kentucky tours back in the day um, when I was under 35 and allowed to, now they have yeah. age requirements and restrictions. But anyways, when I used to do those, um, there was something called the Kentucky cough because you would spend time on a, you know, shut motor coach, you know, traveling to yeah. destinations and stuff. And you're sitting right under the aircon and it makes you get, you know, very dry, coffee, sneezy. Um, so that's what they called it. So that's an actual thing, especially from long flights. Like you, yeah. and if you fly, a, that's something you could definitely get. Right. So that kind of mapped out the first half of our trip because we wanted to be able to take a bus or a train. So we went to Budapest and we took a bus. Um, and helpful. We didn't end up having to take a plane until, I guess, three months later. We went from Italy to England when we had to you know, leave the Schengen zone. So England yeah. and Scotland are not in the Schengen zone. Oh, okay. Yeah. So then we decided to go to England. Oh, so that's what you did. Like you stepped out of that zone and then kind of spent your time in the non Schengen countries for that yes. extended period of time. Okay. Yes. So we did take a, a break in the middle. Um, you know, we were in England for about a month, and then we did go home for Christmas. Yeah, I was about to say, I remember you coming home, which, by the way, anyone listening, I, I know Kaylee outside of this, so that's why I know some of this. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, don't think I, I don't think I mentioned that in the beginning. Um, but, yeah, no, I remember you coming home, which was, I'm sure, just exciting, too, because yeah. you got to just catch up with everyone and spend the holidays with the family. and Right. And then, we, you know, we had a few bucket list destinations that based on accessibility. I don't know about you, but as much as I love solo travel, I also sometimes miss having a friend with me to take in a show or people watch or just kind of venture around town with. Well, I have found the perfect app. It is called Torlina. So Torlina is the first female travel app that verifies travelers, whether they're backpackers or luxury travelers, to connect with each other based on that passion for travel and that sense of adventure. You can connect with women that are local to the destination you're traveling to or with others before your travel even begins to see who might be in town and wants to meet up for an evening for part of their trip. Women tend to find more meaningful and long-lasting connections with other women, and you also make such lifelong friendships when you're on your adventure and when you're journeying around the world. And Torlina really just helps you make that connection in a safe way. So I have a great offer for you. Torlina has given us 100% off for all of our listeners by using the code Sarah 100 at torlina.com. And I mean, why would you say no? It's 
totally free. So use the code Sarah 100 and I can't wait to see who you meet on your journey. Everyone knows I am extremely passionate about travel. The one thing I wish though, is that I would have started at a younger age. This is why I am so excited to say that I am now sponsored by Little Passports. Little Passports is a subscription that allows children to start their life of exploration right from their own homes. With monthly boxes being sent directly to your child, they will come fully equipped with all different ways to learn about world geography, animals around the world, oceanography, so many amazing things. So not only are they having fun, getting to explore, but also learning amazing, amazing things. So definitely check them out. You can get 10% off by clicking the link in the description of this episode. Happy exploring. Yeah, no, that's all good. I mean, obviously budget is such an important thing to people when traveling. So what I love that this shows is that there is always a way if you do take that time, especially if you take that time to kind of do a little bit of prep work and, Mm -hmm. you know, see what's out there that, you know, really no matter your budget, you can figure out a way to make it work. You just have to, it just might take a little bit more digging and a little bit more planning than somebody who has, you know, unlimited funds which who does nowadays? right <laughs> like, right exactly like, unless you know what I mean no no one normal does let's put it right that way. um and so you know I just I that's one thing I think people think traveling and especially for an extended period of time is so unattainable but it really is if you just you put the work in to kind of figure it out and do that pre-work oh yeah yeah we really were budget finding all the different tips or whatever to make sure it was spending as little as possible um oh yeah and then these are a whole lot cheaper so that really helped as well and then you know I first of all I think I we did a lot of Airbnb and so that's like honestly I think that's like the most fun game ever is like making like wish lists helped us realize like what was available in these different locations like do they have you know Mm -hmm. a laundry machine or a full kitchen and that kind of guided what would be the best yeah and that helps you offset costs too because then you don't have to go out to eat for every single meal you can you know have meals at home and like you start feeling like a local which I think that's the whole purpose of extended travel is to feel like you live in these places so you can immerse yourself in the culture and really take in those experiences um, to bring them back into your daily life. And so I think, yeah, and especially for extended travel, I think Airbnbs or, you know, things like that are the best way to go. Yeah. I mean, that was, so I think some of our favorite things to do is in different cities was to find the um, market. You know, we, mm-hmm. I would bring, I brought um, you know, a beach bag or just a bag to put all my stuff in to go to markets and, you know, talk to different people. See, we would choose local produce, like what was in season. Mm-hmm. And it's so, so much more delicious than anything you would find at even a local grocery store. Um, oh, yeah. And you get to put money back into the economy. You know, the people that are there 
you know, working these stands are bringing it from their farms or from their wherever. And so you're putting money back into the local economy and helping, you know, a family, small business. And then you're really seeing the culture around you because you're seeing how people interact with each other, how they, I mean, when I was in Cusco, the market there, like that was my favorite thing to do as well. And then it's like, you get to try the food fresh right there and then like buy it, obviously. It was just, I mean, I never had a golden berry before until I went there. You know, you get to try all these different things. And we all know food is such a huge part of some, of a culture, you know? Oh, so absolutely. How, what better way to immerse yourself in it? Everywhere we went was finding the market. And, you know, typically it's like there'll be the green market. And then, yeah. And a lot of times like fresh homemade pasta, <laughs> like, and that oh, was right. truly because we loved the market so much. Yeah. I mean, why wouldn't you, if you have the, oppor- if you have the kitchen and opportunity, it's like, just to feel like you you live there. And like you said, I mean, you're getting all this fresh produce. It's not being, you know, tons of salt when you go to the restaurants. Mm-hmm. And that. But I have to say, as homemade pasta, I probably miss that the most in Italy. There's something different about, and I swear this is true. And I know everyone I know that has been to Italy has said it. The pasta is different there. It yes. is not like filling, if that makes sense. Like, or it is filling so you do eat smaller portions, but like my mom has celiacs and she was able to eat pasta there and she did not really get sick after. It was yeah. so weird. Do at home, yeah. I felt like. Oh, a hundred percent. And, but I do want to touch on something before we do move on to another part of things mm-hmm. about accommodation. You have to share the saving grace that you shared with me <laughs> about traveling. Um, one of the hacks that you found when it comes to finding accommodation and the whole like trusted house, you know, sitter program, because I literally tell every single human I know about that. Yeah. Um, Because you literally have saved me probably thousands of dollars. Yeah. (laughs) I follow a few other, you know, I've been planning this for years. So I've been following travel accounts for so long. Oh, yeah. But some, some people were using the website trusted house sitters. And it's a subscription-based website and it's goes on holiday or takes a trip and they have pets or plants or um, all over the world you can apply to these house sits and then you have a you can free place to stay typically way better internet than you would get in hotels airbnbs hostels because people live there yeah right and then you have like you know a fully stocked kitchen and so you stay at these this house and we got the you know the premium membership which includes the two free airport lounge stays $240 $245 maybe um yeah and it's for the whole year for the whole that's year that's what is insane to me cuz i do the duo the duo one like cuz i have my dog yeah um, i've only taken it of getting sitters um I have not taken advantage of going to find a sit just yet but I plan on it um and even that was like 179 I think for the whole year yeah (laughs) and I was spending 80 dollars a night in the boarding and like the pet sitting that I was doing um so right there and of itself I mean two two nights at a border you know made up for it's insane Right. We, we basically said, so we typically were using trusted house sitters yeah, in the UK because it's a lot more expensive and um, co- like cover the year basically, or maybe two nights yeah. covered our whole year subscription. So 
That's free for a month in a a month in the UK for free. Yeah, which is insane because no matter, I mean, I love it too because I think when you have a pet or something that you're sitting or whatever, I think you even more so can immerse yourself in the culture because you're taking that dog out on a walk to the local park or you're doing this. You know what I mean? I think it's so fun. I've been fortunate those that have sat for me have just been the most amazing people. I think I've met, like, there's a couple of the girls that I definitely am friends with still. Um, it's just so cool because you. it's also a cool way to meet people in these other locations. Yeah. Like, we're, we stayed in a small town. Like, we stayed in, um, like, Essex. And they were the nicest couple. It, and it's so nice also because, you know, you video chat before so we can get to know each other and kind of see the pets and just so they feel more comfortable um and you know going to the local pub or seeing like there was like a castle that we, we would have never ever seen otherwise and in the area when they got back and they um they're so sweet and they messaged me they're like hey like thanks so much um so we went out and we got like we got curry in london and then we went and got drinks and i still message them I love that. I do stuff like that too. Whenever I have a sitter, if they're going to be here, cause I have a second bedroom. So some of them just, if I have an early flight or whatever to make it easier, I, they always are, they don't have to get a hotel or another place to stay. If they come in the night before, or they just crash in my spare bedroom. And yeah. then I like to take you a dinner or when I come back and if, it happens to be where our time doesn't sync where we can do that. Then like for one of them, I went to like a local market and got a bunch of cute little like Arizona themed gifts. I think I told you about it actually. I'm yeah. First sit and I gave a cute little gift basket and a bottle of wine just to say thank you. They don't have to buy their souvenirs. I got them covered. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. So no. it was just, you know, fun to do and I, I have fun with it. So yeah someone's planning to travel long term you have to look into it because they have you know house sits all over the u.s australia i I think it was like in city center like madrid like they're i don't know it's just a really awesome website yeah i found it it has been such a lifesaver for me i um i seriously i tell everyone about it even if they don't have pets i'm like guys you got to do this. It is so cool. (laughs) Yeah. I'm like, it's absolutely amazing. Um, So what other hacks have you found along the way as far as, you know, kind of getting around the different places? I know you said you tried to skip, you know, flying and things like that. Um, Mm -hmm. Obviously trains you've done, I'm sure you've been in car. I mean, I don't know. Did you guys drive anywhere? Did you do any of that or train in in between everything we never did a rental car um it would just be out of our budget i think so we bust or trained and how did you find that and was it pretty easy to navigate your way around like to navigate that whole system with buses and trains and yeah um, because i think some people find it very daunting but I i happen to find in europe at least i feel like their public transportation is like actually pretty easy to navigate whether comes to trains and buses and things like that yeah um I it's so much better so much more figure right (laughs) we did get a few apps that were very helpful so one app okay was city mapper um basically you put your start point and end point and it will kind of map out your route did a lot in london on like the tube 
I think we use it in Ireland. We use it in def- a bunch of different cities. And then another app we use is Omeo. And buy bus tickets, train tickets through the app. Um, and that was really helpful as well. So those to kind of figure out the routes um, of how to get places by bus and train. Um, yeah. People are so nice. We also would ask for help when we needed it. And of course, at first, it was a little, you know, uncomfortable. Yeah. We would just, you know, ask straight out uh, for help if we needed it. But those two apps are definitely super helpful. Okay, perfect. Yeah, I used City Mapper before because I used it in London for the first time to help me navigate the tube. And then yeah. uh, I ended up keeping that on my phone because it also helped me navigate a little bit better around because at the time I was living in New York City still. And it even helped with that as far yeah. as like the train times and like the subway times and stuff because New York City has its own like version of that, but it's actually rather clunky and it's never actually updated correctly. Um, so <laughs> this was amazing. Like it was a nice app too to even bring home. So that way I didn't have to deal with the clunky clunkiness of what we had um, in New York. So it's pretty awesome. <laughs> yeah. So we did that. Um, and then, you know, we, we did save for years because I knew, I knew this was a plan. So we saved, you know, even just putting like, ten dollars in the yeah. a separate account um so we saved and then we also really relied on um credit card points so oh okay we um we use like the chase um the chase credit cards we have a few of them and we would be mindful of you know this card gets more points on dining so only use this card when you're dining and you know just playing up the different cards because then you can transfer all the points to one whenever you mm-hmm. do buy your flights. Um, and so we like, we never did cash back through our cards. We literally just saved all of our points for years. Oh, nice. So I, I think, <laughs> I think, yeah, I think we did, you know, out of the one, so four, six transatlantic flights we took, mm-hmm. we only paid for one. Oh, nice. Like one, yeah, one person, one way for out of all those flights we took. But Um, it just goes to show, yeah, just like that. I always tell people that, you know, your travel starts, your trip starts way before you actually get on that plane to go because of the planning that you have to take prior. And especially for something this extensive, yes, there are people that have the privilege privilege to just do it on a whim. But right. not every, not everyone's like that. And some people, most people that do it on the whim too, actually don't have the privilege or the planning. And then they end up coming home in a, like a week. Right. Um, that kind of stuff. So it just shows that if you do really want to do this and if it's something that's in your bucket list of dreams or whatever, you know, starting now and prioritizing that bucket of funds just like any other bill. Like I know I have a travel account that I put money into and I treat it like a monthly like utility bill in a way where like, okay, yeah. I have to put this money in there. It's a bill. Um, but really it's just saving so that because once a year I take a huge trip um, and that's what that's for. So it just shows that just that planning and prep, you know, right. again, makes this very attainable for really anyone. Yeah, definitely. And then again, the Airbnb's um, and typically 
there's a lot of a lot of the listings if you stay for a month you get 40% discount so we stayed a month in split croatia meet on apartment one and a half bath full kitchen living area like nice it was really nice for the whole month in july and august which is you know the high season and it was a thousand dollars oh wow yeah that's um, not uh, yeah yeah for a, a month in it so, and and that yeah. was even like we could have <laughs> found cheaper but um so we had, because we kind of had a vague idea of what we wanted to spend um, in each place. So we, the month long stays at Airbnbs or even just a week long, um, we always shop around because some will offer that discount. I would also message some of the Airbnb hosts before we booked and mm-hmm. say like, hey, this is our budget. Like, what can you do? And a lot of times they would message me back with a different price than that what was listed. Oh, um, wow. Oh, that's nice. I didn't even know that there would be a negotiating type option. You know, I just, yeah. you just I think most people just are like, okay, that's the price. Let me book it. Yeah. Like I, I tried and it worked. I was like, okay, let me try this every time. Nice. Um, and then a few times, like, for example, when we were in Spain, we home base in Sevilla, um, and, you know, I always made sure our Airbnb had full kitchen and a washing machine just because then you know, those two, I don't have to outsource those two um, costs. Um, and then, but we wanted to go to Granada. And so we had our month long stay in Sevilla um, that was really cheap. And then we did take, you know, one weekend, we did stay in a hostel in Granada for two nights. Mm-hmm. Um so we were able to do that, but, you know, did it on a budget because we had that, you know, budget housing still, which was nice. Yeah. Um, Google Flights was another thing we tracked, like we did tracked a lot. Because mm-hmm. um, you can set up notifications, right, on Google? Yeah, we would set okay. up notifications. Um, and that, that really helped. And then, you know, making sure you book either in a different browser or you like clear the cookies um, because if you keep looking at the same flight, sometimes the price will go up. I don't know why, but always clear the cookies. Oh yeah. That's why they tell you to travel for, look for flights on incognito mode. Yes. Yes. Uh, yes. Yes. Because that they do, they track you. So that way, like prices go up. Whereas if you do it in incognito mode or clear cookies and all that stuff, yeah. it'll think of you as a new viewer every single time. Right. Um, yeah, that's a huge thing that I've learned over the over the years as well. Yeah. And then again, you know, cooking at home. I did have a part-time job. Um, I am, by my career, you know, as a teacher, mm-hmm. and I was able to find um, a, a, few, a few companies where I could either teach English or teach reading oh, wow. lessons while we were traveling. Um, so that also really helped. And then, um, again, the house sitting website, another app we found, um, they do in the U S as well. It's called too good to go. Um, it's different restaurants, um, at the either end of the day or middle of the day, they, um, sell their leftover food at like a Mm -hmm. really discounted price. And sometimes it's, 
we used it a ton and sometimes it's not even like leftover food they i watch them take the food like from where they're selling it so and sometimes it could be a grocery store we used it at starbucks or the um pret pret a manger i my pronunciation is probably terrible but um, <laughs> i can never pronounce things right with the, I know. that stuff so i totally get it <laughs> but they would um or, or a restaurant at the end of the night they would you know put this it's an app and you kind of claim a mystery bag so mm-hmm. it, it works best if you don't have any um food allergies but we use that especially in the uk again um is, and, or if it was a place where we didn't have the ability to cook at home, yeah, we would use that. So, for example, at Pret, typically, um, it was like three or three pounds, or yeah, three pounds for a mystery bag. And in the bag, it was two porridges and like two hot breakfast wraps. Oh, I didn't even know they did this stuff. This is cool. Yeah. For three pounds, and we bought this. We just wanted to see. We bought the exact same breakfast the next day, and it was like sixteen pounds. That is really yeah. That's a so, cool deal. I did not know. And that. it also it also reduces food waste. So oh, for sure, doesn't I, Pret, I love, isn't Pret known for donating to at the end of the day their food? I think so. That? I think I remember that in New York, um, that they would donate at the end of the day. Which is such a good idea. I don't know why any, like, all places do not do that. Right. So that, we did that, and that was really helpful. Yeah. So those were really helpful. And then we would walk a ton. We rarely took cabs unless it was absolutely necessary. Well, Um, I think walking's awesome, too, because then you get to see things you might not have seen if you just skipped over everything in a car on the way to the final destination. Absolutely. Absolutely. So that was, I think, our, those are our biggest budget hacks, Mm -hmm. I believe. That's amazing. And I'm sure even in locations that you were going to be at for a long time, I'm sure you still did the, the must-see, you know, sites and things like that, right? Because I mean, (laughs) especially being a history nerd, which same, I mean, definitely share that same, that same passion and love there. Like, if I, I'm that person that can go to a museum and spend the whole day reading everything. But um, <laughs> yes. I mean, I'm sure, yeah, seeing all the sites too. Because I think some people, you know, when we advocate, you know, immersing yourself. And it doesn't mean that you can't, you shouldn't see those big attractions and sites. But also take time to actually slow down and see what the area is all about. Oh, yeah. I mean, in every place we would pick like, okay, these are the, the must, like what we want to see. Mm-hmm. App for sure and then a lot of times I would kind of look up like in some cities they're like um you know the museum is free or half price before 9 a.m yeah um like I know in Prague in particular there was um the clock tower you oh, could yeah. do that museum yeah but if it was before if you got there before 9 a.m you got a uh half off the ticket exactly you got to look for those little tricks yep I, um, the clock tower, oh my gosh, I I sat there and waited for that thing to do its thing. You know, it reminds me of like when you entered in the movie Shrek, when you entered into Duloc or whatever, and they had like the little things. That's what I thought it was going to be, this big thing. And it was a little anticlimactic. Let me just. (laughs) I know, I know. Yeah. So (laughs) like you wait there for top of the hour and you're like, oh, it's not singing. Like I thought it was going to be this big deal. Right, right. (laughs) Yeah, but it's still cool nonetheless. 
<laughs> oh, absolutely. So yeah, that's what we did. Just, just kind of Google like cheapest way to see, you know, whatever museum you're interested in. No, typically oh, you no, had no. to pay. Yeah. That's what I thought because I'm like, I don't remember actually seeing that. Maybe that's something that US does better for once. <laughs> Sometimes. <yeah. laughs> something cool we do. Yeah. I love that. Um, but so okay, so I also, you know, I love being super transparent with this audience and stuff like that. And it seems like, you know, you did a lot of prep and, you know, Mm -hmm. prepared yourself for the different places you were going to and, you know, navigating your way around and finding really good accommodations. But there had to be moments where you were like, oh, shit, why did we pick this accommodation or, oh, my gosh, we don't have something and we're at the 11th hour or whatever it might be. There had to have been some, like, moments where I'm sure it didn't go as smoothly. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Uh, So my husband has an eye disease. And so that was a big deal when, you know, medications for his eyes and Mm -hmm. stuff he has to take care of. And that was, I think, out of our trip, that was, like, the biggest, oh, crap. We luckily, I got. Um, I have we have travel insurance. Um, we use um, Safety Wing. Oh, and- okay, Safety Wing. I'm writing that yeah. down actually because I've never yeah. It. yeah, and it covered you know, we were traveling during pandemic, so I was like, it needs to be at least cover that as well as travel insurance. And it was only 42. So, anyways, we were in Budapest, which you know, if anyone's traveled to Hungary before, you know. The Hungarian language, the hardest one, I, and uh, the hardest one I think we came across, um, and we had to navigate the medical system, which was really scary, um, especially when Kyle's in pain and English speaking practice. Um, yeah. So we spent like oh. three, three days. Uh, I felt like we needed, you know, a note or something, just because mm-hmm. we can't speak Hungarian. Um, Oh, yeah. So we, we, uh, and and then, so I went with him to the English-speaking doctor, but then I had to teach a class. So I had to run back to our Airbnb. Another oh, crap was that Airbnb's internet was terrible. And, you know, <laughs> um, I'm teaching online, so I need them cards because that saved my life. Um, but anyway, university hospital where, and where no one spoke English at all, like at all. He went in, um, he had to wait for a while, and then um, he was seen by a doctor, and, the, and they ended oh, up God. having used, like, a ton of machines, like, ultrasound machines, like, all these different things, um, and he had to go back the next day. He didn't have the correct amount of money. They couldn't make change. He had to run to a McDonald's. Oh, my God. This poor... Poor Kyle, which, by the way, in the beginning, I was like, I didn't know if he'd want his name on here. So I was like, your husband. (laughs) But now that you said it, I can say it. Yeah. That breaks my heart, though, too, because, like, here he is in all this pain. And it's like, he's, I'm sure he's feeling, and you're, I'm sure you're feeling so helpless because you're like, I don't even know what to do to help you. And I hate seeing you this way. And right. Yeah. That had to be hard for you guys. Yeah. But the amazing people, so well and they were so kind um it was hard to navigate with the language I like we were screenshotting um because like I said before the internet was bad we only had one sim card phone like one sim card so 
he was doing this all no internet and even with our insurance in the in the states it would have uh-huh. you know cost an arm and a leg to be like, like i think 40 dollars out of pocket without without insurance yeah i'm sure that's the thing like i just don't understand why we can't get it right <laughs> i know i know like, it I'm, is in Thing to me that that's all it costs for being right. on insurance whereas I just had surgery in March that was fully covered by insurance everything and I still got a seven thousand dollar bill from the anesthesiologist right no it was like, like disgusting right it was fantastic and then we so then he had to go for a follow-up the next week we went to and of course so again I had to teach so Kyle was walking on his own he only had one contact in um Mm -hmm. and then of course his other contact pops up and he loses it on a cobblestone street and then it's not just any cobblestone street street there it was a tram and then kyle's it's not like you could pop that back in your eye i mean you have to go get it clean and anything you know what i mean well he couldn't get out of luck yeah, he couldn't find it because he didn't have his oh other contact God. in. So he's like fe- trying to feel the cobblestones and then a tram <laughs> is coming. Um, This is legit like a movie. Like, I how, like he probably at the end. I mean, obviously you can laugh about it now, but now. I could not imagine the way he was feeling in that moment in oh. time. Right. And so after that appointment, I was done my class. I was like, I am coming to get you. But they <laughs> yeah, like, do not Me- move. <laughs> And then Safety Wing covered, like that's amazing, a decent amount. And they also have different; they have like three different options. Just the Nomad one made the most sense for us. Um, no, so sure. But it just shows that, like, whether you're at home or traveling or whatever, things happen. So, (laughs) and no matter how much you can prepare, sometimes you know you don't. You know, it's impossible to prepare for every language barrier. You know what I mean? Even if you learn some key phrases. Like certain things you're just not going to be able to navigate if you're not fluent in a right. language and stuff. But at the same time, it also shows that even though that happened, you guys did get through it. Like you were right. it, as frustrating as it was and as clunky as it could have been, may have been, like you were able to get through it and navigate it because I'm, I'm sure if there was moments where you just had to be like, okay, let's breathe. Let's, yeah. you know, it could be worse. <laughs> like, let's figure this out, you know? I, right. It, yeah. You know, so everything is figure outable. <laughs> exactly. And then the other oh crap was just the typical, you know, we're seeing it all over the world right now. Um, missed flights. <laughs> oh yeah. That I happened think- I think two major times were like the two worst travel days in my entire life. And and oh, I know bus for eight hours. And that was still not even close to being the worst day. Um Oh my gosh. I know. I, we, I mean, we're in that same, you know, traveling toasters Facebook group and I see people yeah. post about this all the time. And I, I've yeah. seen you like, you know, how like you, you like, yeah. you know, like say like, when your friends on Facebook are connected, like you can see that person's comment. So I'll just be scrolling through and I'll see someone post about it. And then I'll see you mention something. Cause I know people have been asking like, what's the situation like in this airport and that airport right now, because it's an absolute nightmare checking a bag at least in your carry-on, have 
some clean underwear and an extra pair of yes. clothes. Like at least have an outfit and some clean underwear in there. So at least the next day you don't have to look, you don't have to be in your plane. And even if it's washing clothes then every day, so you have a new outfit, you clean up every day before getting your luggage, it's at least something. And if you get the proper travel insurance too, and like, let's say that does happen and it's a week before you get your luggage. So you do end up having to shop and grab a couple extra outfits save that receipt that does get reimbursed. Yeah. I yep. had to do that before. So that is something super important. Like it sucks. And that's why having that emergency cash stash or safety net is something you should always budget into your budget um, for those reasons, but definitely save your receipts because you can get reimbursed for that type of stuff. Absolutely. And we purposely, the first half of our trip, we had one check bag. Mm-hmm. Um, we eventually got it, but the <laughs> second- you try to things, put your stuff in both, like put both of your things in one bag, so you have less things to worry about and go figure. <laughs> yeah, and then um, second half of the trip, we were like, nope, we are carry ons only. So we have yeah, our backpack, and then I had a um, it's a Tortuga um mm-hmm. backpack, and that's all we have. Yeah, and so my friend Jess would love you because my friend Jess is such an advocate on like light packing. Like she'll go places for months and she'll just, I mean, she'll have just a backpack, like a carry on. And I sometimes how the heck do you do that? And it's, it's all about like having that simple, simple monotone wardrobe, you know, staple pieces that match each other and that you can interchange and stuff. And people I think forget when you are staying somewhere for an extended period of time, you can do laundry. Yep. (laughs) Things you can do. If you look on my Instagram, <laughs> like, you don't know, you know, you don't really notice people's clothes completely, especially when it's not like a state. Mm-hmm. You, you will see, see I am wearing the same outfit <laughs> in like every single picture. Who cares? Yeah. I mean, right. it's not like we're kids or we're rolling around in mud. I mean, come on. Anyone exactly. who says they wear and wash them that next day is a liar I get quite a few wears out of one like before washing a pair of jeans let's be real <laughs> oh a hundred percent I you know same and I'm yeah. I mean I'm also I it's so funny um you know in a, your normal closet you always you know, gravitate to the same few few things and hundred percent you have all these clothes that it's like you're wearing the same shit every single day right <laughs> so funny because I literally had you know five outfits total um Mm -hmm. and I still gravitated to like the same like only like two outfits and it was just so funny yeah Yeah. I mean hey all you really need is a couple pair of jeans well depending on the time of year like shorts or jeans we'll always bring at least one pair of long pants but a couple pair of jeans white and black t-shirt call it a day (laughs) that's it that was my exact wardrobe (laughs) Like, I mean, you don't need, you know, and especially, it it all depends on your personality too. I mean, if you're someone who likes to go, you know, I don't travel and go out clubbing. Like I'll go to like a pub and like go to a bar and like have a drink and stuff, but I'm not like, look, I don't need like to bring a bandage dress with me to like go clubbing, you know, like or high heels or anything like that. So it's very simple. Like a lot of times when I'm traveling, it's like a pair of sneakers. So when I'm working out or doing like really extensive walking and then I pair like a really good, like stable pair of sandals that matches all different colors, like, you know, and then you just bring your staples. You don't need a million different I mean and I know us ladies we like to say like well I don't know what my mood will be that day but screw your mood just bring simple and you're good (laughs) exactly 
<laughs> I love it. I love it. So, Kaylee, thank you. Of this course. was like, number one, it was just awesome to catch up with you outside of just catching up with you. I mean, I felt like that's what this was in general. And I loved hearing everything um, that you, and I'm sure there's so many more stories. Like, you probably oh, could yeah. talk about for like a week on end. Um, but I always ask, you know, my guests and those on, that come on the show, you know, if you could leave the audience with one main piece of advice, what would that be? I think hmm, this is hard because I don't, <laughs> I, I don't want to sound like I'm being flippant or unaware of like privilege, but I think if you can do it, like you just got to think, will I regret this? Yeah. Will I regret this? And kind of deciding from there. Like, am I going to regret this in 10 years, 50 years? Yeah. There are days. I mean, I need to take that advice because there are days. I love what I do so much, but there are days where I'm just like, not a whole year, but I'm like, man, I really want like a three month leave of absence and just go somewhere. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, we met so many people. We met so many people where it was their, you know, they left a job and that they were just doing a month or Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I think it's just if you if you have the means in our like if you have the means and it's something that you are interested in like just try it like maybe you have a goal of two months and it ends up being one month you tried you did it like you're, you, you, you can't re- you're not going to regret it I think that's my biggest piece of advice is just to think, will I regret this or will I, will will I regret this if I don't do it in 10? Huge shout out to our sponsors, Torlina and Anchor. Be sure to visit us over at solotravelwoman.com and on whatever podcast platform you listen to this episode on, please be sure to leave us a rating and a review and let us know what you want to see on the next episode of the Solo Travel Woman podcast. See you next time.